Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1987, four childhood friends were reunited after 10 years to investigate the murder of a mentor they all shared. During this time, they unlocked the deep secrets of the past and found themselves exposed to the darkness that surrounded them. Soon it became more than a fight for justice. And instead, it became a fight against the ultimate evil. Six months later, in the winter of 1988, bonded by their knowledge of the dark unknown, they have decided to no longer be the victim. Now they seek out the deep roots of satanic corruption that hides in the shadows of society, all the while trying to mentor a new companion, seeking justice for the death of his cousin. Institutionalized is the second story arc in the Chronicles of Darkness first edition story, The Ultimate Evil, set in Bismarck, North Dakota in 1988. Join us in this tale of satanic horror with Wayne, played by Adam, Che, played by Andrew, Alex, played by Mitch, Michael, played by Slavic, and the newcomer Derek, played by Tillman. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, and on Facebook and Discord at Twin Cities by Night. If you'd like to help support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Wayne, you are in the parking lot of an Ace Hardware store. You see these large, like those large windows that kind of like cover the whole front of the store where you can see within it rows upon rows upon rows of like tools and different things. You can see it has like white tile floor. You can kind of see the checkout counter is kind of to the left, but you can't quite see if someone's behind it. You see this big white sign that's almost kind of yellowish, but it has like a light within the sign. So it really contrasts the red writing of Ace Hardware. Kind of, it's almost like a full moon as you're looking up at it from within your car. You're the only car right now in the parking lot. You see the parking lot has like snow drifts on the side from when like the snow was scraped by snow plows into the sides. And what are you doing? So I'm outside of the store right now. I'm just kind of loitering by the car. I reach into my denim jacket and I I grab a nip and I uh, unscrew the cap. I drink it down really quick and I kind of just toss it to the side. Then I take the jacket off, actually, and I, I put it in my trunk. I'm kind of fishing around in the trunk, and there's a bunch of just kind of like dirty laundry, I would say, just like a bunch of random clothes that are stored there. And I take out a different jacket, different type of jacket, or it's actually just like a really uh, like a heavy flannel shirt. I put that on, and I grab this uh, Minnesota Vikings uh, baseball cap, and I put that on. And then I uh, go back to the front of the car and I open up the glove compartment and I grab this pair of dollar sunglasses that I bought somewhere. And I put that on too. And uh, he just kind of like takes like a peek at himself in the, the passenger side uh, mirror. And he's just kind of just like, uh, he puts his hair like back into like a ponytail. He just He's just trying to look like different than the way he came here. And he's just like, all right, let's see if I can remember all this shit Alex told me to get. He puts a cigarette out and he uh, he opens the door into the store and the bell kind of rings as he uh, goes in and he rubs his hands together to warm them up from the cold. And uh, he just starts shopping. 
So when you walk in, it's like the bright fluorescent lights that are above and the white tiles with the rows of like that are made from like chrome colored metal. You know, these aren't like fancy like Walmart rows. And you see the it's almost like bright. You know, it, it's a contrast from you just being outside, even though you had that bright sign. So you walk in, you're like, you know, even with the sunglasses on, you know, you can kind of feel like it's the, the lighting in here is more intense. And you hear gently some country music playing like over intercom speakers and you look to the left when you walk in you see that there's this counter and you see that there's this guy behind the counter and he's 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 an older guy looks to be about 60 he looks to be like overweight not like very obese but definitely overweight and he has like this really like nose that just looks like it's been broken a couple times almost it's very like large and it has like blood vessels that are popped on it you know he's he's shaven and he has glasses on but he has a truck driver hat on and you see he almost has like suspenders on and he has like a white t-shirt underneath it and you can't see like from the waist down and he just looks at you and there's a moment where he's kind of eyeing you for a second and then he just like looks down at the newspaper that he was reading and he's just not paying any attention right now to you as you start walking down these aisles do you get like a cart or do you get like a like a push cart or what i get the the big push cart and you know i'm just kind of wheeling it down the aisles i i give the man a a quick glance not really um seeming like i care to see him and i'm kind of just going down the aisles it's not really obvious like what i'm looking for i don't just like beeline to the bolt cutters or something like that so I'm just kind of like slowly going down the aisles. I'm also trying to kill time while uh, Alex is on his date. And uh, I probably have this little notepad list of stuff that Alex told me to get. But I'm kind of just going through. I'm like looking at different tools. I do grab like a heavy set of bolt cutters and uh, put it in the cart. I grab like a variety of different black uh, work gloves, just like the really cheap $1.99 kind that are just very simple black gloves. And I get a whole bunch of those, just throw them in, into the cart. I go over to like the painting section and I'm looking for some kind of like coveralls maybe. I'm um, just kind of like thinking of uh, of ways that we can kind of like obscure our identities. Um, if they have any kind of like winter gear. Uh, I know like some hardware stores have like hats and stuff like that. We probably can't get ski masks, but um. He has this idea of uh, using pantyhose like like he's seen in movies. He'll just stop at like a convenience store or something, buy a couple uh, sets of pantyhose after this. And uh, he's going to just try to use that as like a face mask. Um, he grabs a crowbar. He grabs some screwdrivers, um, just like various uh, tools that he thinks he might need for a B&E. For sure. And you guys are also going to, I mean, you're well aware it's going to be cold out there. It's going to be, you know, at this time of the year. So you're going to want to make sure you at this, everyone in North Dakota at this time of the year has like ski masks and you're, you're going to want to make sure you have jackets and gloves, which you all have, you know, but like, it's going to be cold out there. You know, I would, you know, just so you guys know, I actually buy uh two sets, two pairs of these um really thick, solid black snow pants. They're kind of just like a, uh, like overall style kind of uh they, they cover up most of your clothing and they're kind of made out of this like jacket material. And I put those in the cart. I get these uh, rubber boot covers uh, that like painters use and uh, they kind of just go over the bottoms of your boots uh, so that we don't leave any tracks or anything like that. Um, and then I'm just kind of carefully reviewing the list and I'm just like, all right, I guess that's it. And I go and um, I'm checking out 
So as you go towards the checkout lane with this cart, you know, you have this hodgepodge of a bunch of different stuff. It's like 730 at night right now. And you know that you see as you roll up, you see like on the cash register, there's like the hours tape there and you see it closes in about an hour. And this figure looks at you annoyed when you come up because before you came up, no one was coming in. He was just reading the newspaper. Now he has this guy in a Minnesota Vikings hat with sunglasses on coming with like a shop cart full of stuff. And he looks at you for a second. And then he's like, you know, we don't take checks, right? Yeah, that'll be all right. My boss gave me some cash to pay with. Uh, actually fixing up the drywall down at that new office complex. Let me have you roll fast talk. Manipulation plus persuasion, please. Two successes. <clears throat> so you say that. And you see there's a moment he looks down at you and at the stuff and he's like, oh, all right. And he like starts, you know, takes one and dink and puts it over and then like puts it on there. Dink. And it's like this long process because it's like you got a bunch of stuff and he's like the folding the the parka pants dink and he like puts it in and he puts it like an ace hardware bag and then he tells you he's like that's 134 dollars and 16 cents i uh reach into my pocket and i i get the cash and i kind of am just like counting it out and i'm just like hold on buddy i think i got the change for you and i uh fish around a little bit longer and uh get the exact change and i'm just kind of like Hey, you keep the receipt, all right? You don't need to show this to your boss. <laughs> There's this awkward silence where he's like looking at you. Yeah, Wayne, Wayne's face gets kind of like red for a moment. Like, and he's just like, yeah, actually, I suppose you're right. Uh, uh, don't worry. Maybe it's best I take that. It's easy to forget. Here you go. The bosses are that they're, they're anal, you know? And he hands it to you. And I just, uh, I walk out. I go back to the car and I start putting all the stuff away and I kind of start disrobing myself too. I take that flannel shirt and the hat and the sunglasses, all that stuff. I just bunch it up into a ball, stuff it back into the trunk and uh, put on the clothes I was wearing before, just that that uh, heavy denim jacket kind of thing that I wear every day, you know, and I take a, a cigarette out of the uh, out of the pocket and I light it up and I'm just like, pretty pleased with myself. Uh, I'm looking over all the stuff. It's just kind of sitting in the backseat of the car in these new uh, plastic bags. And uh, it's just kind of funny because it's all just like this, this stuff for this, for this B and E we're about to do. And uh, I look at my watch and I'm just like, all right, probably time to go pick the old boy up. Yeah. Maybe Mike. Yeah. Maybe Mike can write off uh, the receipt as tax expenses, you know? (laughs) So there you go. So you drive back to this apartment complex and you go back to the parking lot where you drop them off and you let the car sit there idly. We'll cut back to Alex. Alex, you guys have had a nice dinner and you're about to walk out the door and she's like kind of walking you to the door and she looks at you for a second. She's like, listen, do you have like a personal number I can call in case like we need to get in contact with you or so if you're not at the office? Uh, yeah, yeah. Here's uh, here's my house number. When she kind of writes it down. You're like, ignore the old Russian lady. That's my secretary. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so she's she uh goes ahead and writes that down, and she's like, I, ha- I had fun tonight, and maybe um you know, once this is all figured out or whatever um, and she's like looking to get at her feet for a second, and then she looks up at you, and she's like, maybe we could uh. Do this again sometime. Uh, yeah, I'd like that. All right. Th- this time you can cook because I really, all I can cook is eggs and spaghetti. So it's a deal. All right. And she just kind of like shakes her hand. Like she puts it out like she isn't sure what to do. You know, she puts her hand out for you to shake. Alex will shake her hand and look at her dead in the eyes while he does it. 
<laughs> she's just like blush. You see like a little blushing a little bit. And then, you know, she opens the door and you walk out and you see Wayne's car out there. What's going on in your head right now? I did that wrong. Fuck. Fuck. What was I supposed to do? Just about shaking her hand, you're saying? <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I'm an idiot. Yeah. No, I'm not saying he is. No, but <laughs> you're keeping it professional. You know what I mean? Like, what are you supposed to do? You can't, you know, who knows if she would have even reciprocated even at that stage. It's confusing, right? This is the first like real date that you've had, you know, it's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> what about the other uh, stuff that she talked to you about though? Are you, or are you just in the moment right now? Kind of like have that weird butterfly, a little slightly anxious, you know, chest tightness just from like almost having a moment with someone, you know, are you still recovering from that then? Oh, he's totally in the moment. Wayne, you see the door close and you see, give me a what's in composure, please. Three successes. You see Alex looks like you usually look at Alex and like, that dude's, you know, a smooth cucumber. You see him like the girls talk to him when he was at the main bar, you see how like, he handles people and you see for a moment, he's just like, looks a little shook. Like a little confused, like he's standing there, like in the front of the door. Like he, he he looked at your car for a little bit, then he's like looking at his feet, and you just kind of gets a sense of like his body language is like he's almost like stuck in a rut, like his gears are grinding a little bit. So I'm just kind of observing him as he uh walks over to the car. Yes, and uh we'll go ahead and say once he opens the car and goes in there, scenes on you guys. Well, how'd it go? Uh yeah, you know, it went okay. Uh got us got us a good lead. Apparently, there's uh someone else at the school that's kind of concerned about things that might be going on there. And apparently they got a video security system that we might want to jack. Uh, Wayne kind of snaps his finger at that. He, and then he just kind of punches Alex in the arm, like a, in a buddy way. And he's like, you see, now that's what I'm talking about. That's what I mean. Yeah, that that's it. We got, we got a goal in mind. Now we know exactly what we're grabbing. Good work, Alex. Seriously. Good work. Hey, she give you a good night kiss. What? Uh, no, no, no. Why are you so clammed up, man? I uh, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's 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 go do this. I'm good. And uh, Wayne pulls out of the parking lot, and they start driving to the school. Um, the the car smells very deeply of cigarette smoke right now. He's just been burning them this whole way, and uh, he flicks out the one that he that he's uh just finished, and uh, he's almost immediately got another one in between his lips. So you both get on the highway north and you know that the school's outside of Minoki, which is like an hour north and at night driving on this highway can at times be dizzying because right now while it's not snowing there's still snow drifts on the side of the road and sometimes when the wind blows the snow will come across the road and it gives you that weird discombobulated feeling of feeling like you're almost driving into stars it's almost dizzying at times what music are you playing right now, Wayne, in your car? BOC. The Blue Oyster Cult still got that tape in there, huh? Burning For You is playing on the tape player again. You're following doing what people do in North Dakota when they drive on the highway. You're driving in the path that cars before you have led. You still see snow on the highway, but you see the clear tracks that people's tires have left. But there's no one on the road. The moon is full, and you realize, thankfully, that that might help you out as the snow that's crusted over with ice on the side of the roads is shimmering almost like diamonds that are going out into the landscape where normally during the summer, you would see fields and the fields gently moving with the wind. 
but now instead you just see traces of snow that kind of swirl above the ground as the wind goes across the barren landscape. Do you guys talk during this hour drive? Or are you guys Wayne's silent? nerves are kind of up right now. So he's going to be kind of on edge, kind of silent. He's he's not really seasoned with doing actual criminal things like this. Uh, he's gotten in like trouble as a kid, but it was never anything this planned. It was never anything that he like calculated this crime that he was about to do. But, you know, he's kind of like mulling it all over in his head. And uh, he doesn't think that this is wrong. He thinks that this is something that it's almost his duty to do. And he's actually going to just like, as he's thinking to himself, he just kind of says out loud, you know, Alex, Satan uses laws and man's rules to try to subvert the truth and, and hide his evil. And it's, it's God's trial for us to see through the devil's lies. You see, that's why it's actually part of our duty to do this. You see, Alex was like, huh? What? Uh, okay. If, if you say so, did you get the flare guns? Yeah, I got them. They're, de- they're down in one of those bags somewhere. All right. Maybe about uh, 15 minutes before we get there, we should pull over and change into something different. Yeah. I got that covered too. All right. Did you get pocket warmers by any chance? Yeah, I got a whole bag of them over here. And uh, Wayne definitely already has just kind of like a a paper. It's like a paper lunch bag. And uh, it's just full of uh, just like single packs of uh, pocket warmers. There's a couple boot warmers in there, too. Uh, It's just like stuff he keeps in his car because, you know, because North Dakota. So I got a question for both of you. One, Alex, what were you thinking about that had you so distracted? And two... Wayne going kind of on that religious little thing right there. How did that make you feel? Alex is just replaying the date in his head over and over again. Like, shit, I should have done this at this point. I I could have said that. Why didn't I do this? Why did I do that? Oh, God damn it. I'm such an idiot. Is it like his way of like coping with his nerves about what he's about to do? Kind of like distracting himself? No, no. He's fine with the B&E. That's old hat to him. He's just super stressed over this whole new experience of like an actual (laughs) real date thing. And Wayne, you can see that he looks stressed. So, you know, you can assume it might be what you're about to do. And how does it feel, though, like you kind of shared like this new belief structure, system, whatever to him. And he kind of is like, uh, 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 he's like almost like focused in on something else. No, that's fine. I'm I'm just talking out loud. I'm just trying to air my justifications for doing what we're about to do. It's almost in a way to just make myself feel better and to calm myself down so I won't have any pity about what we're about to do or what type of trouble we can get into, you know, and he's been drinking a little bit during this whole thing to try to just loosen himself up. He's, he's, he grabbed a couple of those nips and uh, you see after, after there's like another couple minutes of silence, he'll toss another one back and then throw the empty little plastic bottle out the window. He's not like acting belligerent or anything but you can definitely smell it on his breath you can see it on his face his nose is a little bit red he's just trying to trying to to leave his fears behind uh while he goes into this so where are you guys looking to change are you looking for like a gas station or are you just looking to pull the side of the road before you get to there highway is quiet i think uh you know we could either take an exit and pull off onto a side street we could maybe even just pull over now and just uh just get this over with. It's not going to take too long, but we definitely yeah. want to have it done before we, before we arrive. Side of the road is best. That way there's no gas station attendant to, you know, take down our license plate or catch our faces. 
Yeah, we don't want anybody to make us. So uh, I I will uh, kind of pull over slowly on this uh, lone stretch of highway over in like the breakdown lane and then uh, gently put the car into park. And then I, I almost immediately just jump out and we just start kind of ripping through the bags. You know, we're, I'm like giving him like, here's the snow pants, here's the boot covers, here's a ski mask, here's some black gloves. We'll put all these tools in this duffel bag here. Like we're just getting it all like ready, but we're doing it quick. We're just, uh, we're, we're moving with purpose right now. You guys get on the side of the road and you get out and you start going through these bags, but it's cold. You feel like the wind, like kind of creeping into your clothes as you're trying to get changed. And that, like one of the, the wind catches one of the plastic bags that you had the clothes in, like whoop, just like snaps out of your hand and you kind of just see it fly off and you can't keep track of it because it's so dark out there. As you guys are putting it on, you feel it going through your hair. You can feel like your nose hair is kind of like getting cold from the wind coming in or your mustache hairs, but you guys are able to get changed quickly and get back into the vehicle. And you start driving again. Minoki is a small town that you don't even have to go through on the highway. You know, there's an exit for it. And you can kind of see it off on the right a little bit, like some lights, but it's not a huge town whatsoever. But, you know, as you continue to go forward, you see a sign that says the Dakota Adventist Academy, five miles. It's like on one of those large, all those green signs with the white lettering that tells you like the next cities that you can get to. You guys know you're about a mile away and you pull over. What are you guys doing from there? So I will, and Alex will see this. I roll up one of my pant legs and I kind of reach down into that ankle holster I've been wearing. And I take out the snub nose revolver that I've been keeping down there. And I just kind of like open it and look at all the uh, bullets inside of it. And then I, I shut it again and I put it back into the ankle holster, just kind of checking to make sure if I need it, it's going to be there. And I'm kind of just waiting to see if Alex has anything to say about that. No, not really. Alex will give it a look, but then he'll be like, all right. And then he'll start uh, stuffing his pockets with the various things he thinks he'll need. Yeah. And I'm moving quickly too. I'm just, uh, we're just kind of almost in like a tactical mode right now. Once we get the car parked and we're, uh, we're ready to, to hike away from it, you know, we're getting all this stuff. I have like a duffel bag basically with me and I got the hat on ready to just pull it down into a ski mask whenever we whenever we get to it. And right now he just feels this sense of anticipation, especially during this uh, long hike to the school uh, in this like freezing cold weather. But he just feels this like uh, this buildup, basically. It's just like it's a it's going to lead to this explosive moment either way. And he's he's very scared. And he, he uh, reaches into his jacket and he takes the last nip out and uh, he downs it and throws the bottle into the snow. So you guys are bundled carrying one carrying the stuffle bag and you start walking towards the school thankfully the wind is blowing from your back but you can still feel it you can hear the crunch of the snow underneath your feet as you guys walk along the side of the road thankfully this exit that kind of led to the school is now leading to like a road that's kind of graveled a little bit but is not exactly paved like with blacktop at the moment you know you're not too far from the school from your traveling earlier but you just almost start I don't want to say panicking, but you all, you can feel that there's no shelter from the wind right now. Like the wind is just still finding ways to find it, stick its cold fingers down your neck into the warmth of your clothing that you have right now. And it almost takes up your hearing too. You're like, if you guys want to even talk at the moment right now, you couldn't. And it feels empty where you're at because you don't see the school quite yet. 
but you know the sky above you you can kind of see that there's clouds covering the stars but you see the moon is bright like there's a full moon that kind of peeks out from underneath the from behind the clouds and as you guys slowly make your way walking you start feeling like warmth a little bit underneath you like you're sweating just a little bit from the walk like you don't have too many layers of clothing on you have layers but you know it's good that you're not going to get cold right now from the movement and the exercise that you're doing and then you see about 50 yards ahead that sign that you saw when you came in during the day that says dakota adventist academy it's like eight feet wide and about five feet tall and then on the bottom it says making friends for eternity and you see there's like two lights accent lights that are underneath it that are like shining light onto it so you can see and you see the wind kind of brings snow across the accent light so the shadows of it come upon the sign you see the road goes ahead right now and for a second you see that guard shack where someone was in during the day and you don't see anyone's in it right now but you see that the barrier that goes up and down almost like you see on train tracks is currently down right now to avoid vehicles coming in and you don't really you see a couple lights look like street lamps that are on the road that go straight ahead, but it's really hard to make out too much of the school campus right now, the compound. You kind of know the general direction that the barn that you were wanting to look at is in is kind of further Northwest. It's to your left of the road that you're currently about to embark on. If you go past that barrier, but you can't quite see it because there's trees that are covered in snow right now. You are able to see, though, to your left on the other side of the road right now, it looks like a chapel, like a very small chapel that like might have been here for longer than the school had been here. What are you guys doing right now? Alex laughs for a little bit. That's a pretty ominous uh, motto there. You're able to hear each other now because there's these trees that are kind of in the area that are able to block the wind where before walking here it would have been really hard to talk. Yeah, this place gives me the willies. What do you think? We try to hit that camera footage first or we go to the barn? I want to take a look at that chapel, and then we should probably hit the barn. I think the footage is going to be the hardest part to get. All right, let's do it. So you guys walk past the barrier, but you don't have to walk that long to get to the chapel that's on the left side of this road. This road's enough to have like one lane going forward and one lane, you know, going back for, you know, traffic that goes both way ways. But you see that the chapel is on the left of it. And you see almost like you have to... Before you get to the chapel, there's also like a T-section. So there's like kind of like two roads. There's one that goes straight that you guys are going up on. And there's one that goes perpendicular to that, like a four-way stop. And the chapel is on the upper left, the northwest corner of that four-way corner, the four-way stop. And as you're walking up to it, you see that it seems to be painted white. Uh, at first, you thought it was the snow, but you can kind of see that while there's snow drifts that are like around it, that it was definitely painted white before. You see that there's a sidewalk that's like shovel that leads from the road that you're at now to where you can walk into the chapel there. And when you walk down the sidewalk, you feel the ice, but your boots are able to have traction on it, right? Because there's there's salt and there's sand that's on there. And you get to the sign and you see that, that you see that on there, it says Dakota Adventist Historical Chapel. And you can see like a little bit, like there's like a metal plaque on there, you know, it was like built in 1912, you know, and, and it had like, uh, like it screwed the metal placard screwed on the sign that says that it's the historical chapel there. And you see that there's a door there. It looks like a wooden door that has like a little stained glass window that enough to where like, you can kind of like try to look into there, but you can't quite make out what's in there. 
but that's the the direction you're facing. And that wall is like the east facing wall of the chapel, the front of it. Does Alex's unseen sense or his danger sense go off at all? Not right now. No, it doesn't go off right now. It just, you're just kind of like staring at this door right now, this chapel, but you kind of get the vibe and you guys see this in North Dakota a lot. There's like these historical sites where they kind of like Lewis and Clark expedition or Theodore Roosevelt historical sites where they kind of have like little homages to the past like this. And that's, you're kind of maybe getting the vibe that this is being left up because of its historic relevance. And that is not being used, you know, for like daily worship or anything like that. All right, Alex will look at it once over and I'll turn to Wayne. Ah, all right, let's do the uh let's do the barn. All right. Let's peek in there, get this over with. You can see on Wayne's face he does have a little bit of uh apprehension and fear almost about the barn. Uh but he's not trying to back out in any way. He's just um you can definitely see that he's nervous about about going there. So there's two ways that you can get to the barn cuz right now where you're standing, you look to like the Northwest, which is to your right. And you can see like a peaking of what you think of a barn is. And you realize there's like some groves of trees in between. And there's like a couple like smaller, like house size buildings, maybe, or sheds, or you can get back on the road. And you know, if you definitely go back on the road, continue going North, that there'll be on the left, uh, like a dry, it'll turn a little bit. There's a, like a lack of a better term, an exit to where you can turn off to go into the barn. So which way are you wishing to go into the barn? Whichever way has the most cover, I think. Right. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like uh, Wayne would, would opt for going the longer way. If it seems like he's going to be out of, out of like this, the streetlights view and stuff like that. So when you decide to go that way, you walk North through some trees. It's about like 20 feet of trees, like width. And they're pine trees that have snow on them, but you're able to, there's paths that you can walk through and you're walking through the paths and you come upon a clearing. And at this clearing, you see right in front of you, there's like a shed. It has like two windows. You don't see any lights on the shed. And then you see to the left of that, almost like Northwest of that, there's another shed. And then you see directly in front of the first shed you saw, there's almost like a, it's hard to make out. It looks like it might be been like a farmhouse. It's not a farm, but it's like a farmhouse that probably went along with that f- the farm that you're heading or uh, the barn that you're heading to. It's painted like red, you think. It looks like maroon red a little bit, but you see that there's lights on. You see that there's like a front porch and you see that there's like definitely a light on within there. But it's not. this isn't the barn that you're heading to. But then you see to get to the, you can walk across that clearing and get to the farm to the Northwest, or you can go around that second shed and kind of walk through some grove of trees to get to the barn. Which way do you wish to go? The second shed with the grove of trees. Yeah, you don't even walk through the clearing. So you see that first shed, and then you make a left, and you start going west along the grove of trees, and you kind of head north behind the second shed there, and you're able to go through these grove of trees. And there's a moment before you get to the barn that you see there's like what used to look like be cattle pen, cattle pens, like three of them where cattle used to be put into and they would get milked or whatever. And you can smell a little bit like the wind comes through and you can't like, you know, a lot of things are cold right now, but you can smell like that smell of like dung that, that kind of clings no matter how long you get rid of it. That is from that area. But then you come upon the side of this barn and this barn is it's old and wooden. You can't really quite tell the color of it. It looks like the paint has been stripped off. 
but you're kind of about 10 feet from it right now. And you look to the left and you look to the right and it's large. You can guess like maybe it's like 50 yards and length. And you see that the roof is also wooden, but it has like tin overlays on it. Like, you know, they put tin on top of it to protect it from the water damage that potentially snow can get. That it had been an upgrade that happened before. You don't see any windows because you're on the side of it because it's a longer barn. Uh, but you know that there's probably an entrance, if not on either the east or west side of it, maybe on the north side of it where you're at. But you don't see any uh, windows or any entrances available right now. You see like the wood, but you can feel like you get close to it and you can almost like, I, I don't want to say like feel the heat, but you can almost definitely tell that like it's a barn that's still being used almost. That's not empty in a way. You can, it's almost like when it's so cold outside like that, you can sense a slight, you can sense a kind of temperature change when you get close to something like that. And you get that feeling and you can smell the warmth of like animal life almost that's kind of in there. So, you know, that's probably being used. Wayne takes a, a good look at the surroundings. He's trying to see if he can spot any kind of surveillance that would um, kind of aim towards just the, the entrance to the barn. See if you can see like a camera pole or, or anything like that. Um, or if it's like in just a, a really clear view of anything. Uh, because if it is, he's going to rule out going through that main, that uh, barn door, I guess. And uh, he might even just try to like walk around the perimeter of it to try to find a, a better entrance. If, if it looks like it's going to be a problem. So you both give me uh wits and... <clears throat> larceny please two successes for wayne two successes for alex as you guys are looking around to see if you can like see any cameras you stop for a second and like i said you're facing the south side of the barn right and you're looking left and right and you don't see anything at first but then you wayne look kind of like further southwest like back over your left shoulder and you're able to see that there it looks like there's a camera that's on the last cattle like shelter on the left but you're you stop for a second because you get scared like oh shit is it like you know is it pointing at me and then you realize that you're kind of looking like oh shit it's on the corner of it and it's pointing towards like the south road so you realize that okay it's not pointing at the barn right now but you definitely see that what's there you know you see like this white silhouette for a second oh shit is it pointing at us but then you see the long form of the cameras facing the opposite direction of the barn I pointed out to Alex. I'm just like, look, see, I don't think it's looking at us. Good thing we parked away. So what are you doing right now? You said you wanted to walk around it, Wayne, or what were you saying? Uh, the last part you said? Well, noticing the camera, I think it might be okay to try to just open the barn door and go inside. So you'll have to find a barn door. You're, you're on the south wall and there's not a door there. So you're going to have to either go right, which is going to put you actually kind of closer to that main road. You know, because you're going to be facing east or you can go towards the west, which is definitely away from the main road. That's the side of the barn that's away from the main road. And you said there's no windows that I can see right now no, facing the south of it. No. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to try to do the side that's farther from the main road. I only want to go. It's like I'm feeling very like survival right now. Like I don't want to go near the light unless I have to. Yeah. And he's almost feeling this pull to kind of just stay stay hidden and to not expose himself. And a lot of it is just kind of like his ideas of, of this type of thing from movies and, and stuff like that. But he's finding himself kind of uh, gripped with this, this fear as they're about to, as they're about to actually 
like commit the crime, I guess, you know? Yeah. So you walk that way and eventually you see that there's a clearing, like you're walking along on snow, 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 snow. And then you come and you look and you see there's like a dirt and gravel. It has ice on it now, but clearing. And you look to your right, which is the West side of the barn. Like you go around the corner and you see that there's a door there and there's like a normal door that a person would use to walk in there. And then there's also like uh, uh barn doors, like huge barn doors that could be open to go in or out, but they're old and wooden. They'd have to, you know, be pulled open like that. What you guys doing? All right, Alex will go up to the, the doors and he'll see if he can just get them open just a crack to sort of peer what's inside. You go to the door, like the person door, the human door or whatever, and you turn the knob and it doesn't like it's locked. And you look at the barn doors and you see that there's a chain like they have handles and there's like chains around the handles and they there's a like a thick padlock on there. Hey, uh, Wayne, you want to pass me the screwdriver? Yeah, yeah, you got it. And I'm kind of fishing through the bag and I uh, trying to be as helpful as I can. I just give him the screwdriver quickly. It's kind of hard too with like those thick gloves on. You're trying to like, you know, get this screwdriver and he hands it to you. Are you taking off your gloves when you uh, to work on it? Yeah. So you take off the gloves. You can just feel the coldness and you like your hand wraps around like that plastic, you know, clear handle of it. And it's like cold against your palm. As you go and you try to jimmy the lock, let me have you roll that dexterity and larceny roll, please. And I'm going to give you a plus one because of the screwdriver. One success. There's a moment you're like putting it in there and you see this Wayne. you see like Alex trying to do it. And he like breathes on his hand a couple times and he's trying to jimmy it in there. It seems like an eternity. And finally you just hear like a cracking a little bit. And then the door like pops a little bit, but you could tell like he really had to like jimmy that shit in there. Like probably damaged it a little bit. It might not lock or close, you know, like it did before. But then the door slowly like pushes in. And when the door like slowly like opens, you can smell right away like hay and like like dung that's coming like out of it. And you can kind of hear a little bit like hear a little like whisking of like horse tails a little bit and a little name. And you can see that there's like a dim fluorescent light that's in the barn that's like going on the overhead to where. But you guys can't quite see everything in it right now. This is just like the door opening like maybe like a foot or two. What are you guys doing? Alex will peer in as much as he can, and then he'll try to slowly and quietly open the door wide enough for him to slip in. You put your head in, and you see that inside of here is rather large. And you hear, you see that on the left, and you can't quite make out the right because you're opening the door, and that's on the right side. You know, you see that it looks like horse stalls, and you see that like the heads of some horses are kind of like going over there, and you see like some maybe some hay in there, and you see there's like maybe like a 50 foot clearing in the middle for if they had to take horses out or whatever. And there's some poles that are like three poles that are in the middle. And you see like, they have like ropes, like horse ropes or like horse bridles that are like hanging there or different equipment like that. All right. I'll slip inside and I'll, I'll forego the flashlight in favor of a cigarette lighter for now. It's a smaller light source. Yeah. And you do have that dim light, you know, a little, that's kind of above, but it's not like too bright to keep the horses awake. You know, what are you doing, Wayne? I follow in behind him as quickly as I can. And then I kind of try to crack the barn door closed a little bit. So it doesn't look agape if anybody were to, were to see it. Yeah. I'm just like very cautious right now. Um, I feel like an alarm is just going to go off or something like all this type of uh, paranoia is running through Wayne's head, but he's just, standing behind Alex. Alex has done this type of thing before. This is going to, this is going to be just fine. 
So you gently close the door and you turn around. You see Alex walking with this lighter. Alex, you're slowly walking in the barn and you can kind of hear the a slight neigh and a whisking of those tails. And you look and you see that there's definitely horses that are within here. You think you see something out of the corner of your eye and you look and you see like a cat just like kind of like scuttling underneath like one of the horses stalls, like a barn cat. You're looking to the left and right. And then there's a moment where you look above or where you would see like a roof and kind of like the little loft that's above there. Instead, you see the night sky and you see the stars out and then you start hearing a low buzzing. The Ultimate Evil focuses on people versus the dark mysteries of the world. Inferno Temptation follows the similar theme as two mortals are haunted by two demons who won't let them go. Listen to find out if Brother Jan and Sir Reinhardt give in to temptation.